Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Oh, it is hour number two here on Point Spread Sunday, coming to you from the VSEN Sports Studios here in. Las Vegas, Nevada at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi and Mike Pritchard, week eight in the National Football League. Pritch, before we get to our picks, we'd like to say welcome to the folks in Louisiana. Today is the first day that they can place legal sports wagers. So welcome to the jungle, as we were joking <laughs> on earlier during the break here. And just in time for Buccaneers Saints, which right. is the primetime uh, afternoon window game there over on Fox. So Louisiana... Good to have you in here. Hopefully you're listening here on VSIN, the sports betting network. But, Pritch, it is time. The folks are ready here. Week number eight, National Football League. They want the picks. The picks went well last week, I thought. Uh, I had a pretty good week. I thought yep. you had a pretty yep. solid week there as well. So we'll start off with you. I, my card is a little lighter than usual. We're, we're eating lighter, but you are our selective better. Mm-hmm. So why don't you let the folks know who you are on today here in week number eight. I'm a selective better, but uh, I'm also a guy that likes to tease games too. So I, th- that's what I consider. Uh, you look, I, I, am I a handicapper? No, but do I know the game? Yes. But am I learning a lot from our experts here at VEASAN? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, so where I'm comfortable, most comfortable so far as a better, uh, a casual better, but yet uh, having a decent record, decent year so far uh, are, is with teasers. So I got the Titans. Um, and the Colts, the total situation, I went to over, but I teased it down uh, because I think uh, from an explosive nature, the Colts, if T.Y. Hilton can go, but certainly with Carson Wentz, the way he's playing, uh, and that Titans defense, I feel really good about that. And then uh, I think the Titans have improved uh, offensively, but the Julio Jones situation, uh, could I take the over outright? Probably I'm not looking at that, but I can mm-hmm. feel, feel more comfortable uh, teasing it down and then taking the over. So I got the over 45, and same thing with the, the Patriots and the Chargers. I think there could be a lot of offense in this game, uh, and so I teased that one down too and took the over 43. Uh, and then my other play is associated with the Patriots, uh, teasing them up, getting 10 points now uh, with a team that's uh, seemingly playing better. I'm not biased at all by watching them play the Jets. <laughs> I, I knew and I'm considering everything when I watched that team play the Jets, but just watching them play Dallas, watching them play Tampa, uh, and look at them being highly competitive. And so Bill Belichick, uh, he's got to be the GOAT here in terms of coaching. And I'm seeing a team, it's a get better league, I'll say that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a team, a football team, not only buy into Belichick, but they're getting better. Mac Jones is getting better. So uh, I'm going to ride with that. But with the teaser situation, teasing them up. And then the Bengals, look, you look at them against the Jets. Can you money line it? Not at minus 500. Yeah. Not at minus <laughs> it's 500. A lot. It's asking a lot. And then you look at the spread. I'm like, that's just too many points. So I can tease it down for, uh, to be more comfortable with the bet. Uh, and so I got them paired up on a teaser card with the Patriots right there at minus four and a half. Yeah, it looks like you got the better of the number. Because, I mean, we're seeing that at 11. So if you tried to do that now, it would be five and a half, five, yeah. uh, depending on where you're doing your betting there. But 
teasing the totals. I remember last week I asked you about it, about teasing totals. You say you don't do it as much. Now we're seeing back-to-back weeks, Pritch. I know. Hold it, on now. Because it worked last week. <laughs> <laughs> it worked last week. So uh, I'm going to go with what works. It's about the lower left to the upper right for me when it comes to sports betting. So I know a lot of people, they have a volume of bets. Mm-hmm. Um, but you talking this, about me? <laughs> a little bit. A little, I said people. <laughs> I said people. But, uh, no, you know, I, I like to have action. I do not on every mm-hmm. game. But if I can get my bankroll and my, and my account, uh, from the lower left to the upper right, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. Although I do like to eat quite a bit here, as uh, <laughs> I always have quite a bit on my plate on an NFL Sunday, but not as much as I typically do. Only five plays for me here in week eight, starting with the Eagles. Minus three at the Lions. I know a lot of people like this Lions team this week just because of the effort that we've seen from them over the past few weeks here. They look like they're due for a win. And I was on this team last week getting plus 16 and a half against the Rams. I'm now fading them this week because I think the Eagles, they're not good, but they're a little bit better than people think. I think more so why people like Detroit this week is because they got burned by the Eagles a week ago betting them against the Raiders, which I was on the Raiders in that game, letting you folks know that the Raiders were the right side. But this Eagles team, if you look at their losses right now, they're 2-5. and five. They've lost to the 49ers, Cowboys, Chiefs, Buccaneers, and now Raiders. The worst team in that pack is probably the Niners or the Chiefs, mm-hmm. If when you just based on how they've played so far this season. They have wins over the Falcons, and the Panthers. Which category do you think the Lions fall into of those two categories? I think they're more closer to the Falcons and the Panthers than they are the other teams that the, that the Eagles have lost to. So I think that this Eagles team, I get it. It doesn't feel good laying a field goal on the road with Jalen Hurts, but I think this is the play. The plug your nose. The Lions are the dog with fleas in week number eight. And I like this Eagles team. And I've had a pretty good read on Philadelphia this year. Four and two ATS mm-hmm. betting Eagles games. So... I'm, I'm keyed in. There you go. I'm watering and I'm fertilizing, like Nick Sirianni said <laughs> okay. earlier this week. Give me the Eagles minus three. Also, the Panthers plus three against the Atlanta Falcons here. This is just a buy low spot on a Carolina team. They've lost four straight, straight up and against the spread after their 3-0 and start here. But the Falcons, I'm not buying this team, and I'm definitely not buying them laying three points in a division game. This defense is still bad. The offense is good. Pitts is amazing. Right, he, is. he is amazing. Probably one of the three best tight ends in the league, and he's only played about eight games in the National Football League. Uh, he's awesome. Ridley's really good. But the Panthers get back. Shaq Thompson today, he's expected to play. Also, Stephon Gilmore expected to make his debut mm-hmm. for the Carolina Panthers. That's going to bolster a defense that has been banged up over the last few weeks here. Those guys all humming and working together. Brian Burns on the defensive line. I think he's going to live in the backfield against an Atlanta Falcons offensive line that is still very suspect. So give me the Falcons, or rather, give me the Panthers to cover plus three. I think they actually win the game outright. So I wouldn't mind a money line play on Carolina either. Then in the afternoon, I'm laying the three with the Denver Broncos against the Washington football team. Another team, Denver, buying low on this squad. They reached so high in the market after the first three weeks. Now they have dropped back down. But this is a Broncos team. They have been fa- they were favored by five just a couple weeks ago against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now I'm supposed to turn around and expect that they're not only favored by three against the Washington football team. <laughs> the Raiders are clearly better than the Washington football team. Something doesn't look right with that line. I think Washington actually gets blown off of the field out there in the Rocky Mountains. A tough travel spot mm-hmm. going to that mountain time zone. The altitude. Jerry Judy back for Denver. Denver's going to put up some points against that really kind of just shaky Washington defensive front there. So give me the Denver Broncos laying three points. Then plus, I'm taking plus six with the New Orleans Saints. Louisiana, welcome to sports betting. Join me. 
Saints plus six. My philosophy with this New Orleans team, you fade them as a favorite, you bet them as a dog. I was on the Seahawks plus six on Monday night. You can't lay points with Jameis Winston. You just can't do it. But I think we get a game effort from this New Orleans team in a game that if they win this game, they are right there in the thick of things in the NFC South. They'll just be a game, uh, a half a game back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this is a close game. There's something what this New Orleans defense does. Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator, doesn't get enough credit, but he's been one of the better defensive coordinators over the last three or four years. I think they know how to play this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. No Antonio Brown for the Bucs. It's going to look more like what we saw last year. Tampa Bay struggling to move the ball down the field. I think that the under is probably a pretty solid look in this game, but I really like New Orleans getting six. That line now four and a half around most shops. Then finally, my teaser, Titans plus seven and a half. Now, that's not the best number to tease the Titans because now we're seeing two and a half so you can get them to eight and a half or even nine if you want to tease them up to there but I had to get it in right before the news that started circulating of Dak Prescott not playing because I have the Vikings plus seven mm-hmm. and a half paired with the Tennessee Titans so Titans plus seven and a half Vikings plus seven and a half right now that Vikings line I mean they're favored by three right. against the Cowboys so a really good number there so those are my week number eight plays in the National Football League only five of them <laughs> Not my usual eight or nine. What do you think, Prince? Well, I, I like them, uh, especially the Saints that plus six. I mean, uh, a divisional game. And, and so if you can get a situation like that uh, before that line have moved, mm-hmm. uh, that's outstanding. So I'm interested about the Eagles and the Lions, though. Yep. Uh, because the Lions could go 0-17. Oh, yeah. The distinction. Think about that. The distinction. There's only two teams, the Browns and the Lions, that have gone 0-16. Lions we- plus 850 on DraftKings to go 0-17. Really? Because I was looking at their schedule as you're going over your plays. Uh, they got the Eagles now, and then they, they're up against it against Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Chicago looks Thanksgiving. Right, right. They, they could get that win Turkey Day. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, and then you got Minnesota, Denver, Arizona, Atlanta, Seattle, then Green Bay. If this organization has the distinction of going 0-16 and, and then turns around and be the only <laughs> team to go 0-17. In the first year of 17 games. Right. But at what point, at what point is that going to be – a rallying point, though. Like, mm-hmm. when is Campbell going to use that to where? Because they threw out everything last week yeah, against and, the Rams. And that's part of the reason why I'm fading this mm-hmm. team this week is because I thought schematically right. and emotionally they emptied the tank. Okay. I mean, we saw two fake punts. Sure. We saw a surprise onside kick. All special like, teams, though. Like, it was all special yeah, teams. Right. But now they're not sneaking up on the Eagles. They snuck up on the Rams. Mm-hmm. And people talking about revenge games. Matthew Stafford doesn't have any ill will towards the Detroit Lions. Right. They, they, it was a re- revenge game that was one way in terms of trying to get Jared Goff a win mm-hmm. in his former stomping grounds. I think just how much effort they put into that game to try to beat the Rams, which they were live. They were driving in to take the lead right. before Goff threw the interception to Jalen Ramsey. I think that coming back now, there's a little bit of a letdown. I think this is an Eagles team that is flat-out desperate. Sure, they They're are. They're watering and fertilizing, according to Nick Sirianni. So. <laughs> Sirianni, uh, he's he's a, one of those coaches that I, I have questions about, too, yeah. uh, just watching that game last week here in, in Vegas. But uh, at what point, though, does Campbell get the call on, on the bat phone from, from the commissioner upstairs? It's like, <laughs> you better not go 0-17. <laughs> Because that will happen. There's there's several phones in the coach's office. And that bad phone, the one under the hood or the different color yeah. phone, when does that ring? And you better not go over in 17. So that could be a motivation. At what point, what, what week uh, can you back the Lions in consideration? This could be one of those weeks where you think yeah. the Lions feel like they can get a win. I'm more of a – if Lions is a big dog of a touchdown or more, sign me up. Okay. Lions only is a yeah. dog of a three or three and a half. 
Right. It ain't right. It ain't right. They're still not a good team. (laughs) It ain't right. Philadelphia Fly Eagles Fly in Motown is what we will see later on this afternoon. On the other side, we've got a lot of teams coming off the bye. Six of them will break it down here on Point Spread Sunday. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Sunday is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Point spread Sunday rolling along here at hour number two, 15 minutes in. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard, coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Pritch, got six teams coming off of the bye. Now, everyone talks about, oh, off the bye, off the bye, you get the rest. Uh, sometimes it means different if you're off the bye going on a road game or off the bye at home. Let's start with two teams in one game, Cowboys-Vikings, both of them coming off the bye. So they don't get the advantage of, extra rest against the opponent because they're now both are well rested after not playing in week number seven this game right now i mean Mm -hmm. the line has been all over the place clearly the elephant in the room dak prescott's calf is what has caused this line to jump all sorts of ways it opened pick them on sunday quickly went out to dallas minus two and a half then we started to get the whispers on thursday of dak prescott's calf might be night might not be as good as we think it is Flipped to Vikings, now favored by three. The total has come down from 55 to 51 and a half. Pritch, where do you start with this game here, Cowboys-Vikings Sunday Night Football? Well, you have to start with Dak, and you have to start with, okay, the bye week, is is he going to get healthy enough uh, with rest? Because a strained calf muscle is a strained muscle. I don't care if it's a calf or a hamstring. Yeah, We think about wide receivers with a strained hamstring, and they can't go. You can't open up. We saw DeAndre Hopkins not be able to finish that game. Yeah, he was in and out of the lineup. Right, right. So uh, I I think when when you have that situation, certainly you're thinking of the entire season because Dak Prescott is your MVP. Uh, This Mm -hmm. offense uh, executes uh, to a level that that is indicative of not only making a playoff run, but getting to a Super Bowl. But without this guy, it it comes to a screeching halt. So uh, I I think a management situation for McCarthy, is he going to play Dak? How is Dak going to feel? Uh, and so that's your game time decision right there. Uh, and that's where I'll start. But Cooper Rush, uh, majority of reps this week, can he manage the game? Is he good enough as a quarterback to manage the game? Because around him, he is surrounded by superior playmakers. Mm-hmm. Don't try to win this game. Let these guys win the game. You manage the game, and then let's play solid defense. So there's several angles there. If they had a good week of practice, that I know without Dak, they're not the same team, but can they get enough production to go up against Minnesota, who's a 3-3 three and three team themselves, trying to find a solution to their problems? Now, the bye week could have helped them. Yeah, they're, I think they're the, getting healthy. They're getting healthy, too, and I think the bye week 
uh, is one of those situations where it could help a Vikings football team. So uh, it's an intriguing matchup. I see why the line has flipped. Uh, I love the playmaking ability on offense from the Vikings, too. And, and Quinn's done a great job defensively uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. But without Dak, uh, this one's a tough one for me to, to back the Cowboys. In regards to Dak Prescott, Adam Schefter tweeted this report out from Ed Warder, who's pretty plugged into mm-hmm. what goes down there in Dallas. He said, while Dak Prescott said he anticipated a decision following today's practice as to whether he or Cooper Rush starts versus the Vikings, two sources now say it will be a game-time right. decision. Quote, we are literally going to take it into tomorrow night, one source said. And, of course, Schefter tweeted out just two hours ago, working early in the morning here for us West Coast folks, <laughs> 4 a.m., Cowboys quarterback Cooper Rush took the team reps in practice this week, and some within the organization believe he will start tonight versus the Vikings, despite the fact that there has been no starting QB announcement. And one source said Dallas's decision is, quote, still up in the air. Right. So I'm not sure how much you can gather from that. It sounds like it's kind of both sides of the mouth there. It's one guy saying Dak, one guy saying Cooper Rush. If Dak Prescott does not play, and mm-hmm. it is indeed Cooper Rush, where do you think this line closes? That's a great question. Um, it probably stays the same. It could rise a little bit more. I mean, it, but it's the Vikings. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it would rise significantly though. Because you're, not, you're not rushing to lay like five, five no. and a half. Oh, if it's oh, Minnesota. oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no! 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 Uh, because I mean, Minnesota, like I said, they, they have their own issues, and uh, we'll see if the bye week was kind to them though, in terms of trying to solve uh, their problems there. Uh, and, and then, you know, you look at the Dallas Cowboys defense, they've been surprising people, right? And mm-hmm. the thing about Cooper Rush, uh, Central Michigan guy, you know, this area of the, of the country, but I've had experience surrounding or playing with a quarterback that had low expectations. It was John Kitna. Yeah. We went to the playoffs with John Kitna. Yeah, because had a heck of a run there. Right, Seattle. right. But we had playmakers all around him, right? And, uh, and so when you think about Cooper Rush, this is a football team that has playmakers littered all throughout the field, every position, every level, tight end, running backs, uh, wide receivers for sure. So I think Kellen Moore, the offense coordinator for Dallas, and again, the bulk of the reps. And remember, Dallas, they didn't have Dak Prescott during training camp or during mm-hmm. preseason. Yeah, we forget the shoulder strain, whatever right. he was going through. Right, so this offense still got work together. These players worked together without Dak as he was resting the, the arm, the shoulder. They they had time of possession against New England on the road, 39 minutes. I mean, this is an offense. It's not going to percolate like Zach with Dak, uh, but but it, it could be effective enough to help them be competitive, though. And therefore, I wouldn't lay a lot of points uh, for the Vikings. That's such a great point that you bring up there with Dak missing a large chunk of training camp. They're used to playing with Cooper Rush because I haven't seen anybody make that point this week in analyzing this game with the possibility that Prescott does not play tonight. So. As a wide receiver, mm-hmm. you've been in that situation, like yeah. you mentioned with John Kitna there. When the backup comes in, what is your mentality like there? Like, what is CeeDee Lamb thinking or Amari Cooper thinking right now? With Is it all right, Cooper? Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've done this before. What's that conversation like within the Dallas camp? I got to make his job easier. It's certainly, if, if, if it's a matchup game and I got one-on-one, I, I got to create separation. Uh, I got to make plays for this guy. I got to give confidence to this player. In, in other words, you embrace him as if he's your little brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the mentality that we had with a guy like John Kitna uh, coming into the game. Okay, we're, we, we have this, John. You just play your game. We got this. We're, we're your big brothers out here. And uh, I, I think the Cowboys, from that standpoint, when you watch them hard knocks or, or certainly throughout training camp, they have that type of culture. 
you know, these guys kind of like playing with each other. Yeah, no, that's going to be so fascinating to see if, A, Dak plays or doesn't play, and if he doesn't play, how Cooper Rush is yeah. able to move the ball down the field because he has a lot of options. The <laughs> cupboards are stacked there for the Dallas Cowboys offense. The cupboards are not stacked for the Jacksonville Jaguars no. or the Seattle Seahawks. In fact, the Seahawks are without their franchise QB in Russell Wilson, which is why right now the Seahawks are only favored by three and a half points, total of 44 and a half with the Jaguars coming into town in the Pacific Northwest. Long travel for the Jags, but they are coming off of the bye. Seahawks on a short week after playing Monday night. What do you do with this game here taking place in Seattle kickoff at 105 Pacific? You know what? I'm leaning towards Jacksonville, to be honest with you, because I think the Seattle Seahawks, that window is closed for the Super Bowl. I thought it was cracked open a little bit, but it's closed now. Uh, <laughs> shut the door when right, Russell Wilson yep, got out. Shut the door. It's locked, too. Uh, even with He's Russell. He's been tossed right, as well. Ab absolutely. So Jacksonville <laughs> has a chance of winning this game, I believe, uh, not only you know with this spread standpoint, but from a win standpoint, straight up, because they're 10th in the National Football League rushing the football. Mm -hmm. uh, and now they're healthy or healthier, and, and so fresh off a of bye week going across country, Seattle is not very good against the run, and uh, I think if you're Jacksonville, you want to win, uh, that's how you win. Trevor Lawrence is going to be a good quarterback, but he needs help right now uh, with a running game that's ranked 10th in the NFL right now. It's amazing that like, the Jags could win this game. Yeah. Think about what we were talking about with this team a few weeks ago. It was Urban Meyer in Ohio mm -hmm. doing God knows what. Now they're coming off of the win against right. the Dolphins in London, have the bye. And they're, you think they're live to win today against the Seahawks. An important note for Seahawks, Dwayne Brown, their offensive tackle, who means everything right. to that offensive line, he was has an illness and did not practice at all this week. Now he's questionable. Obviously, if he ha took the time yesterday to get right, he'll likely play, but if he can't play today, yeah. this could be an offensive line that's decimated protecting the quarterback in Geno Smith, who clearly is limited from what they're doing from an offensive standpoint. Right. You can see how much Russell Wilson means to this team because of his energy and, and his playmaking ability. Now you take that off the field, this team is lost right now. Yeah, that's incredible. Jags could be live. <laughs> this line was like, like what, nine and a half, ten mm -hmm. uh, preseason with Russell Wilson in there. Now it's Seahawks laying three and a half. Jaguars relatively healthy. Their cornerback Tyson Campbell, questionable, but he was limited all week long, expected to play. Could be an interesting game for one. Trevor Lawrence, if he is able to get this win and maybe come up and have that big-time performance, right. maybe he sneaks into the offensive rookie of the year market, which is dominated by Jamar Chase and Mac Jones, but Lawrence at DraftKings 10-1. to 1, Right. You know, if you think he can play well today, maybe that's a fair shot. Sure, I, I can get on board with that. The thing about Trevor Lawrence is he needs to be in high-percentage passing situations where he doesn't have to do something spectacular. And again, going back to the running game, they have to lean on that. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars, Seattle Seahawks, Seahawks, three and a half point favorites. Once again, the total in that game, 44 and a half. Wouldn't shock me if that became high scoring. Neither defense is really good, but the offense is also pretty conservative, especially from the Seahawks with what we saw Monday night against the New Orleans Saints. On the other side, we're going to talk Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns with our guest, Sean Green. He will be on the Green Zone later today, and he is the co-host of the Gambling Podcast. We'll break all things out AFC North style here on Point Spread Sunday. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VEASAN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates for all the action. Visit VEASAN.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including... 
the million dollar top prize. That's vcin.com slash SBNC. And Point Spread Sunday will be on the road next week. Pritch, I'm going to Weehawken, New Jersey. How about that? I'll be down there. Brady Cannon right. and myself will be down there for the Sports Betting National Championships of DraftKings. It'll be a lot of fun there. Looking forward to it. Uh, I've never been to New Jersey, so okay. uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting kind of way. The, the betters, they're only able to bet on NFL, college, or NBA, mm-hmm. and it's a $10,000 buy-in. So I'm curious to meet all these respected betters and sharp betters out there. And, of course, pick the brain of Brady, who is a contest winner. Oh, he is. Absolutely outstanding that way. And then you think about New Jersey as a state they handle over a billion dollars recently. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's the highest in the country. <laughs> right. Uh, so you're going to a hot spot. Yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Point spread Saturday, point spread Sunday will be taking place from there. You will be here in Vegas mm-hmm. still holding things down here uh, at the South Point. But we'll be we'll be remote, so I'll miss you next weekend. I know, I know. I'll, I'll miss but you'll you, be but, in a good spot, though. Yeah, we'll be in a good spot, and it's a later uh, wake-up call for me as well. You'll be jealous <laughs> right. of that, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> continuing our discussion of teams coming off of the bye, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Head coach Mike Tomlin, he's still the coach there, right? He's he not is. at USC yet? No, not yet. Yeah, not yet. LSU, nope. <laughs> they, they haven't called him up there. Maybe uh, Colorado. Tomlin though. definitely yeah, had a colorful response uh, to the questions of the USC rumors here. But his team, nonetheless, four-point underdogs against the rival Cleveland Browns this afternoon. Total of 43. Baker Mayfield missed the last game for the Browns. They defeated the Denver Broncos on Thursday Night Football. But he is in. Torn labrum, shoulder fracture. Despite all that, medically cleared. Crazy to even put that into one sentence, but Baker will be the starting quarterback for Cleveland. How do you think that impacts this game, and what do you think we'll see later on this afternoon over on the shores of Lake Erie? Well, I think Baker will bring more to the table than Case Keenum, uh, certainly. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Case Keenum, we watched him against Denver. It's very limited at this point in his career. So Baker, even though he's not 100% healthy, gives the Browns multiple options offensively. I think the running game is going to be aided with Nick Chubb back. Yep. Uh, so expect Baker to ho- hand off the ball a lot, do some play action stuff. But he's a tough guy, and he can block out pain, and that's what he's dealing with. I mean, his shoulder's already injured. Yeah. Uh, so can you deal with the pain? You're not going to fix that unless you have surgery. He's not going to do that. Too much is on the line. There's so much in this game, too, because you got Pittsburgh Steelers in the basement uh, of this division, and then you have the Browns working their way towards the basement, uh, you know, if they lose this game, too. So uh, a big, big divisional matchup. Big Ben's been there, done that. But a lot of people have made a lot of noise or made a lot of noise about Big Ben and his inabilities right now as a quarterback. But mm-hmm. I think the bye week helps him, that situation. It helps him get on page with Canada, the offensive coordinator. Uh, they have to run the football. They do. Uh, you cannot let Big Ben stand in that pocket multiple times when you got Miles Garrett, the stack leader in the National Football League right now, uh, coming around the corner and getting after him against that with that offensive line. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's there's so much to this game. I see the Browns laying four. Uh, I think that's a, a big number right there for this type of matchup. Yeah, no, I don't think I'd want to lay four, but I don't think I'd want to take the points either with the Pittsburgh right. Steelers. I just don't – just the what. I get that they're, they're getting healthier. They're coming off of the bye. Tomlin as an underdog, this is usually the kind of motivational spot for mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin. You always want to back him whenever his team is a dog because they tend to outperform expectations. And especially here in a, in a divisional game, I can see the argument for Pittsburgh. But what you mentioned about their offense, they're just so limited in terms of what they do downfield. They can't put up points on the board. I believe they're averaging only 19 points per game. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to cut it against a Cleveland team that can run the football very well. Uh, Pittsburgh will be without, important to note, tight end Eric Ebron. So they'll be down Ebron. Juju Smith-Schuster is already on injured reserve. So you have Deontay Johnson 
and Chase Claypool. And outside of that, <laughs> it's it's not looking great. Now for Cleveland, their injury list doesn't look great either. Right. Cornerback Denzel Ward, one of their better defenders, he is out with a hamstring injury. So maybe they can take advantage of some things down the field, but I just don't see it from this Pittsburgh team. But if you're ever to bat them, or bet them rather, this is the spot to do it when they are an underdog in a spot where not much is expected of them. Right, so we're not going to get uh, last year's uh, shootout, 48-37 and divisional don't playoff ex- game. Don't expect that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't I mean, expect that. Yeah, because of the familiarity aspect, certainly, and you think about these two teams who would have played each other three times, not only division, but then in the playoffs here, uh, and that mm-hmm. third game still produced 48-37. to uh, and you, yeah. you pretty much have the same play. Oh, now the, the offensive line is different for the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, they overhauled the O line. Right, but now from a quarterback standpoint, uh, Big Ben in this situation, uh, again, it, it's it's plus four if you want to back the Steelers here. I'm I'm staying away from this game. It's just that divisional game, the total forty two and a half, and Baker with some pressure on him because he is in a contract situation. Even though he has a fifth year option, uh, you're looking at Lamar Jackson, his classmate probably getting a new deal. Josh Allen already got a new deal. Uh, Baker knows where the market is for him. Can that reduce, though? Can he he make that market shrink with a bad performance? I think he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders right now. Yeah, pressure from the contract standpoint, but also pressure because he's facing T.J. Watt. That too. (laughs) Like that guy, T.J. Watt is probably the best defensive player, maybe one of the three best defensive players in the National Football League. Baker, though, He won't have Donovan Mm Peoples-Jones. He's been ruled out with a groin injury. Odell Beckham, questionable, limited all week in practice with the shoulder injury. We saw that happen against Denver. He was having the issues with the shoulder. Now he had a better second half than he did in the first half. But also for the Cleveland defense, important to note, Jadavian Clowney, DNP all week. He's dealing with an ankle, groin, and knee. So you can just put him down for lower body in terms of the injury report (laughs) there. got a hockey report on him right there. Yeah, a hockey report on uh, Clowney (laughs) tends to always get banged up, and we're seeing that here in week number eight, but Malik Jackson also for the Cleveland defensive line questionable. He was DNP Wednesday, but limited on Thursday and Friday. So interesting to see how this game plays out. Once again, Cleveland, a four point favorite right now at last check four points. Yes. And a total of 43 in this AFC North clash. Now let's get over to an AFC East clash. The Miami Dolphins, we talked about their offense. We talked about Tua and how they can correct things. Taking on the Buffalo Bills. Bills right now, 14-point favorites. The total, 48-and-a-half. Now, the last time these two teams played, week number two, the Dolphins were only three-point dogs. They lost the game 35 to nothing. They lost their quarterback first series of the game, and the season has spiraled out of control ever since. How do you think they play today against a Bills team. Now is there two touchdown underdogs in Western New York? Yeah, it's always a question for me because at, at no point has Tua been empowered as the quarterback of this football team. Yeah. And, and I think Flores is saying the right things. But uh, divisional games, and here's a big spread uh, in a v- divisional game. Uh, familiarity, but uh, the way these two teams have been playing, I think a lot of respect still on the Buffalo Bills, even though they lost to the Titans. I get that, but uh, that, that was a choice by Buffalo. I believe they, they got to clean up some things. They need physicality offensively. Uh, they need to run the football to help out Josh Allen. Uh, if they don't, they still can drop back and feel comfortable about that. And Josh Allen can still run the football uh, and get you quality yards that way. But against a, a foe like uh, the Miami Dolphins, I think that gets more and more difficult as the Miami Dolphins gets healthy. Uh, but Buffalo, from a confidence standpoint, they have the number of the Dolphins. They know that. If players, mm-hmm. look, we, we play against this team well. In fact, uh, I think they've averaged, what, 38 points 
uh, in their last six games against Miami. They've done ever since it's been this McDermott versus Flores mm-hmm. matchup. They've absolutely destroyed yeah, absolutely. the Miami Dolphins. Right. So you're going to be very confident about that. Uh, but Tua's look better. Certainly, uh, give him a shot right there. But I mean, if you like big dogs, uh, this is probably the the best one. Uh, to look at uh, either even if you want to tease them up a, a little bit more you can but if you like them in this dog situation to me this is probably the best one on the board i want to ask you about this buffalo team because right now they're the clear favorite to represent the afc mm-hmm. in the super bowl at DraftKings, they're two to one the next closest team is the baltimore ravens at six to one chiefs plus 650 titans eight to one as are the chargers as well this Buffalo team, any concern from what we saw two weeks ago in that Monday night game over Tennessee, or do you think that was just fluky, Josh Allen slipped on that QB sneak, yeah. and there's really nothing to panic about just yet? I, I think it was fluky because you're going into a bye week, and, okay, do you want to go to overtime, uh, or do you want to manage the entire year? We're going to mm-hmm. win a division if you're Buffalo. We're gonna, perhaps we're going to make this run uh, in the AFC. Can we get the number one seed? Maybe. Who knows? Um, but I, I think you managed a big picture, and that's what McDermott did instead of going in overtime. Yeah. I, 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 the only concern I have about Buffalo, Femi, at this point is the lack of physicality offensively. Uh, when your quarterback is your leading rusher at times, like, you can't do yeah. that. You can't it's, do that. Just from a health standpoint. Sure. I mean, knock on wood, you would not want anything to happen to Josh Allen, who right now is the favorite to win MVP at DraftKings at 4-1. to How about that? But, uh, no, I, I, think you, I think you'd play him that way if you have to, but they have to develop – a physical running game to get those tough yards, then you avoid the quarterback sneaks, mm-hmm. right? You avoid those short yardage situations where you think you have to throw it. No, just line up and, and knock them around and run the football. So if that emerges for Buffalo, watch out because I, I think uh, that's one of those teams. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game here. Dolphins, not much expected of this team just based on how these two teams have played over the last few years. Once again, Buffalo, 14-point favorite, total of 48-and-a-half. We're going to take another quick break here, but on the other side, we'll wrap things up here on Point Spread Sunday. Analysis for all 13 games here in Week 8 of the National Football League. Stick with us here on VCB Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, Over, Under, and Against the Spread Bets. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. This is the final segment of Point Spread Sunday here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard, Week 8 in the National Football League. Pritch, we've saved the best game for last. The sexiest game on the slate, Rams-Texans <laughs> in Houston. The biggest spread on today's slate here. The Rams are 16-point favorites, total of 46-and-a-half. We haven't talked about this game at all. Any analysis that you have on this one, would you enter the market in this game here with the Rams playing at an early window in Houston? I would stay away. Uh, the Texans <laughs> have been unable to cover spreads of, what, 11, 17 and a half, and 20 points? <laughs> 20. 20. <laughs> so I would stay away. I, I think not only the wheels coming off of the Texans, you're hearing rumors about trades and you know players. Look, th- this is a veteran team that understands what's going on. Uh, and, and to me, that's dangerous in terms of a, a betting standpoint. I, I would avoid that one. The Rams are focused on one thing in the Super Bowl. 
Yep. Uh, think about this. Deshaun Jackson has been granted permission to seek a trade. Which is what – that was kind of out of left field, wasn't it? Well, but it also <laughs> speaks about the focus and where the Rams are. You want to leave? Okay. We're fine without yeah. you. We're good. So, to me, that, that tells me that this football team's locked in. That, yeah, you, you can go seek a trade. Go ahead. Uh, so, uh, you can back the Rams. I, I think that's too much delay. Uh, and then certainly, I'm not even considering the Houston Texans. Yeah, I'm sure Rams will be in a lot of money line parlays. Maybe Rams, Bills, and Bengals will probably mm-hmm. be a popular one that we'll see here for that early window. And people might try to roll that money over right. to the afternoon and Sunday night slate. Important to note for the Rams, though, no Andrew Whitworth. He has been ruled out dealing with a knee injury. He means so much to that offensive line. Defensive tackle Sebastian Joseph Day, he's also been ruled out with a chest injury. And Jalen Ramsey, mm-hmm. their second best player on defense, which if you're, he's your second best player, you're doing something right because uh, you got to have a guy like Aaron Donald if you want someone better than Jalen Ramsey. He had an illness, did not practice Thursday or Friday. Now he's questionable to play, probably will play. I'd be a little surprised if he doesn't, but something to monitor as always there. And for Houston, Justin Britt, their starting center, placed on IR. Not something that you want when you're going up against a defensive line anchored by Aaron Donald there. So look out for Davis Mills in that game. Panthers-Falcons. I have a pick on this game. Mm-hmm. I took the points with the Panthers plus three. The total right now, 46 and a half. What say you, Pritch, in this game between two NFC South rivals? Well, I love the fact that Arthur Smith has discovered the talent on his offense, finally. Yeah, he uh, decided, hey, let's yeah. go to Kyle Pitts. Yeah, we got this kid. He's 20, <laughs> he just turned 21, by the way, but he's a he's a fantastic player, fantastic athlete. Uh, and Ridley back, being healthy, that's going to help too. So you think about offensively uh, for the Falcons, they're going to be able to put up points. Defensively, uh, they are challenged. Right, and so you got a divisional game. Even though you're at home, the Carolina Panthers searching for an identity. I think mm-hmm. their start allowed them to relax, be complacent. Sam Darnold still had some room for improvement, and we've seen uh, the regression right there. Uh, so the Panthers on the road are trying to search for themselves offensively. Now defensively, they get the job done. Yep. Shaq coming back, even though he might be limited. Uh, but then Stephon Gilmore steps up and it's a big and, help. It, that's a big help for this defense. So especially when you're going up against the fire firepower with Atlanta, it's it's a divisional game. It's a field goal game. I think it's priced accordingly. Yeah, C.J. Henderson, who they traded for, he was in Jacksonville mm-hmm. uh, about six weeks ago. He was limited all week in practice. He's questionable. If they get him back, they get Stephon Gilmore. That's a secondary that all of right. a sudden is looking pretty good. And then Shaq Thompson, probably their second best defensive player, back on that uh, linebacker unit there. So this watch out for Carolina today. I'm telling folks, okay. I think they're live. I took plus three. I didn't have the guts to go money line, but I wouldn't hate a money line play yeah. here with Carolina. I'm just not sold on this Falcons team. They beat the Jets. They should have lost the Dolphins if you watch that game, but mm-hmm. they beat the Dolphins. Now they're laying three in a division game. I want no parts. Give me Carolina in that game. So, Pritch, let's go down the board here and get final thoughts on all 13 games mm-hmm. here in week eight, starting with – Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills. Now, we recently talked about this game, but final thoughts on Buffalo laying 14, total of 48 and a half. If you like a big dog, a huge dog, out of all the huge double-digit dog situations, this is probably the best one for me because it's a divisional game. Uh, now, Buffalo has completely owned Miami, uh, mm-hmm. and, and so consider that too. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of those games where I think Buffalo gets back on track. I'm looking for some physicality to that offense if they do watch out for Buffalo Bills this year. Eagles and the Detroit Lions in the Motor City. Philadelphia, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I have a play on this game, total of 48. 
Well, a home dog for the Lions. Mm-hmm. You know, look, at some point, Femi, the Lions are going to have to avoid going 0-17. Tell you what, that's not happening It's today. not happening this week? Okay. <laughs> I hope for your bet's sake it doesn't because this is a great chance at home uh, for the Lions to have that motivation and certainly uh, that fight in them against the Eagles. Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts, one of the better morning games out there in the AFC South. Consensus line right now, Colts minus 2.5, minus 120, total of 51. But at Circa Westgate here at the South Point, I'm seeing Colts minus 3. Right. We saw that defense for the Colts play great game against the Ravens on, on Monday Night Football, and I think that continues uh, You know, at home. They have to get the wins at home. This is a great chance to, to kind of capitalize on a divisional situation at home against the Titans. So when you point – Everything in that at-home direction for the Colts, that's the team I would back here. The Titans were one of our fresh fade teams. This also team right here, Cincinnati Bengals, another fresh fade team. Ten and a half point favorite. So we're seeing some of that Jets money come in. Right. God bless you if you're part of that. <laughs> Total sitting at 43. Pritch, what say you? Well, it, I mean, there's not a lot to say other than if, if the Bengals are overlooking the Jets, if they had a, a lax week of practice preparation, that could come back and bite them. And therefore, if you like the Jets hit plus 11 and a half, go ahead and grab them. But <laughs> I mean, uh, that, that <laughs> one, the Jets, they are a horrible football team. Horrible organization. I wouldn't go anywhere near the Jets here. For the folks backing the Jets, I have two words for you. Mike White. Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Browns, four-point favorites with a total of 43. I think a very competitive game. Perhaps, you know, if, if we look at what happened in the, the wild-card situation last year, uh, they lit up the scoreboard. Awful bye week for the Steelers. Uh, Big Ben's able to kind of diagnose it and look at what they've been doing uh, a poor job of. Uh, and correct that. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you have that going for you for the Steelers. And then on the other side, the Browns uh, trying to avoid a collapse to where they're in the basement. High expectations to start the year. Yeah, Browns Super Bowl expectations right. to start the year. But also a classic Mike Tomlin motivational spot here. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that plays out there in Cleveland. Final morning game, 49ers and the Chicago Bears. Niners, four-point favorites with a total of 40. This is a tough one to back the, the Niners because of the quarterback situation. I think Trey yeah. Lance, if he's able to go, they're going to have healthy. plays. He's healthy. He's going to have plays for him uh, because Shanahan is lukewarm on Garoppolo. So you're the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, and your play caller is lukewarm against you. That guy's lukewarm on everybody. <laughs> right. He's lukewarm on – maybe ice cold on Ayuk. <laughs> but Garoppolo wants to get out of there. So, but he has to play well here against the Bears. And I don't know, you look at, at that situation on the road. You now, the Bears are without great players defensively, but they still have great players. Roquan Smith, uh, people like that. So, this is a tough one for me. I stayed away from it. Trent Williams, a game time decision for the 49ers. It sounds like he will play, yeah. of course, for the Bears. No Khalil Mack. He is out, possibly an IR potential candidate mm-hmm. later on this week. Jaguars, Seahawks. Seahawks, three and a half point favorites, total of 44 and a half. Yeah, you know, this one, I think the Jaguars have a chance if they can run the football uh, to to have a good game here, uh, have a chance to win this football game, to be honest with you, because the Seahawks, I think the Seahawks are searching for themselves right now. Patriots and Chargers. We talked about this one at the top of the show. Chargers, four-point favorites with a total of 49 and a half. Yeah, I mean, this is one of my highlighted games. I think the Patriots uh, uh, will, will produce offensively. They're just outside the top 10 offensively scoring points. Uh, Bill Belichick's going to have to do the GOAT job here in terms of getting this young team ready to play and, and getting them competitive or staying competitive. The Chargers off a of bye week, they're always dangerous, though. Respected money has come in on New England. It was six earlier this week, now down mm-hmm. to four. However, Patriots, they've only beaten the Texans and the Jets twice. Good luck with that one. <laughs> Washington football team in the Mile High City taking on the Denver Broncos. 
Broncos. Broncos three and a half point favorites with a total of forty four and a half. Yeah, Broncos at home last week had Shanahan Day. This week they're going to have Peyton Manning Day. Uh, so they're kind of trying to juice up that stadium yeah. to see if they can create a home field advantage. Probably too strong for the football team. Buccaneers and Saints NFC South clash in New Orleans. Bucks four point favorites total of forty eight and a half. Money coming in on that under. Right, you got a good price too. The Saints plus six. Uh, I'm jealous of that uh, divisional game. I, I see the Saints being competitive uh, in this game. Gronk coming back though. I uh, talked about this ball placement. Uh, he gives that catch radius for Tom Brady that he's highly comfortable with. Cowboys Vikings Sunday night football is Dak going to play? Vikings three point favorites total of fifty one and a half. That's the question. If you can get information on whether Dak can play, you got a good spot. The Dallas Cowboys plus three, but Cooper Rush uh, coming into the game. The Vikings at home. Looking at this price, the Vikings minus three right there is nice. All right, Pritch. Thirty seconds left. Run down your picks for today. Well, I got the teasers. Uh, I like the Patriots uh, on the card. The teasers uh, certainly. Uh, I got them up to ten. The Bengals down to four and a half, and then I got the Titans Colts uh, on a six point teaser over forty five. Tease them down. Uh, Patriots, Chargers, tease them down to 43. Got them over as well. And I'm on Eagles minus three, Panthers plus three, Broncos minus three, Saints. Give me the six. Titans plus seven and a half paired with Vikings plus seven and a half as a six-point teaser. That does it for Point Spread Sunday. Coming up next on the other side, the Lombardi line with Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> 